Delighted to welcome Craig Goldblatt onto TRN Podcast this week. Craig is someone we've known at TRN for a number of years now. He's a transformational speaker. He's worked with over 800 audiences. He's an impact coach. He's a philanthropist. Um, and he particularly works with leaders in terms of helping them unleash the best within their teams and themselves and focuses on how you can magnify your impact. In today's session, Craig's going to be sharing a little bit about personal leadership and personal growth and personal development. On the back of the 18 months that we've just had in this, um, uh, since the pandemic kicked in, we're at a place where actually we've got to make sure that we stop and reflect and check in and reset um, our own personal well-being so that we can be the best leader we can be for others. And Craig's got some really, really fascinating insights with a scientific twist and so on. Um, and uh, really enjoyed having on the session. Um, hope you enjoy. So, a massive, massive welcome to the TRM podcast to Craig Goldblatt. Craig, very good morning to you. Hi, Gordon. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Now, you've, you've been a, a friend of TRN, you've run sessions for members and their consultants, just particularly during the difficult times of the last 18 months. Um, you're somebody who I know is somebody who spends his time inspiring teams and individuals. And I think the latest count, you've done up to 800 presentations to audiences around the world. Yes. Um, so you've got a little bit of experience, let's put it that way, about, about what it is that, um, does inspire teams and individuals. Um, what have you been up to? How, just give me the summary of your, your last 18 months since, since the pandemic kicked in. So um, I've been working predominantly with the non-for-profit, the charity sector and the social enterprise sector over the last 18 months. And um, yeah, it was fascinating for me, Gordon, because as I'm sure with so many of us, I spent the last 18 years face to face um, uh, delivering and it was fascinating last March um, to go on to Zoom um, took some getting used to and I've been spending most of my time um, running Zoom sessions um, over the last well 14-15 months I guess it is now and <clears throat> what's been really interesting to me about my learning of online is how people have grown in confidence in front of their screen because you know, sometimes when you're in a conference center, some, or you have 30, 40 people in an away day or whatever it is, invariably there's some people that learn through introspection and sit quietly and understand and wouldn't necessarily share. And what has been really advantageous for me and I suppose everybody involved in, in Zoom is that people who wouldn't normally speak and share and grow you know, at least verbally and, and, and help and get really involved have been because they feel much safer in a way in, front, in their own home. So that's one major advantage I've seen in the last year. Oh, Gordon? More, uh, more so than they might do naturally in a, in a, in a, a classic <laughs> room full of people or, or room full of yeah. team. If you were gonna ask me which one I'd pick, I'd, I'd, be in a, I'd be in a room, a conference room any day of the week. Um, but it has, there, there have been advantages to Zoom without question for people. Yeah, and, 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 and we're gonna, I really wanna focus today on sort of the, um, your, your obsession with personal development, growth and, and, and leadership with purpose. 
But the the other thing he spent a lot, he spent a lot of time doing is working with leadership teams, and and I know leadership uh, leadership in tough times is, is is a is a theme. So you must be pretty busy these last eighteen months. Yeah, I, I've done a lot of sessions, and um, it's been really even further than before. It's grown my understanding and learning internationally. So what's been you know like I, we were talking, I know just now. Uh, about um, I was so fortunate to go to Mexico a couple of weeks ago and see a charity project and so I guess the the biggest thing and what's grown a lot for me now is speaking to international audiences which I you know I, I've had opportunities to do a lot in face-to-face -face when companies have brought all, all their teams over here and I've been lucky enough to speak a little bit about around the world in the states a little bit in India and Africa but really, I've just learned a lot more about culture in the last year. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. The, um, can we move on to personal uh, development and personal leadership? I think, uh, you know, if I was to sum up what our, our membership of, of recruitment entrepreneurs have been through and their teams in the last eight, um, 18 months, it's been, uh, it's been phenomenally tough. It's been... Uh, long uh, depending on what sector you're in the market has been uh, shredded up and, and it has been rebuilding uh, it's in a much more positive place where most sectors um hiring for talent and therefore needing needing to work, work with recruiters i had a, did a podcast the other day with somebody who was talking about a tsunami of mental um health challenges that is coming our way as a result of the last 18 months so in in her words the running a business is 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 tough at the best of times on the back of the 18 months that we've last had that, that we've just had um what are your sort of thoughts and ideas and experiences is it of how as, as business leaders we we make it in the long term because it's definitely running a business is a marathon not a sprint so what is your what is your thinking what are you advising um some of your uh, business leaders you work with to do to make sure they continue to grow personally uh, and, and therefore be the business leaders that their businesses need, need to succeed. So I'm convinced now at 48 years of age, I'm convinced of one thing more than any other. And that is Gordon, we live in two worlds. We live in inside our bodies, we live in an internal world and we live in an external world. And our external world is full of stimulus that is speeding up social media, media stimulation, you know, the planet's changing fast, all sorts of challenges out there. And then we, that's our external world. And then we have our internal world, which I believe as a human being, a leader of a team or anybody in the world, as a human being, we've been growing for over 200,000 years. So that's a very important statement for me to remember is we, you and me, I have been growing for over 200,000 years from an evolutionary perspective, a genetics perspective. And I think to look after my body and my brain and my mental health and my heart and my health, wealth and fitness inside my body will see me through the long term in business. And that, the last 18 months has been an enormous reminder that we need to look after ourselves first. And so please let me share, if I may, 
a couple of, I, I, I think, universal truths about ourselves as humans that I've learned. This is a belief. This is what I believe is that we are made of one thing. We're made of cells. We're just a collection of cells. So in my body, all I am is cells, amazing cells, but cells. Inside those cells, we have atoms. Inside those atoms, we have what they call subatomic particles, packets of energy. So you and me, I know that we're unbelievably complicated, complex systems, but we're energy. I am just energy. And so all I have to grow my business is energy. If you look at it simply, all I have to give to my team is energy. Now, that energy, as I've said just a minute ago, is, is very complicated. <laughs> There's lots of moving parts, but yet I'm just energy. So how do we look after that energy is number one. We've got to hydrate right. We've got to meditate we've got to do exercise we've got to eat well we know all this basic stuff but we don't do it enough because we're conditioned and we have stresses and what have you but it's really our daily practice is the most important thing to look after that energy so i know i'm talking very simply gordon but putting it simply if we want to be here successful in our own lives in 20 30 years we have to have a daily practice so if you look at the Olympics right now, it's beggar's belief how those guys are doing what they're doing, right? Yeah. But they're doing what they're doing, these guys and girls in the Olympics, because they've practiced every day of their life. And we're creatures of conditioning. A leader of a business is, our energy is about being conditioned. We've been conditioned by the past, we're being conditioned in this second. So, so a leader has to condition themselves properly, just like an athlete. So we have to wake up in the morning and make sure that we sit down for five, 10 minutes and set an intention with our heart about emotionally how we're going to help the guys today, how we're going to love ourselves. Let, let me say this, please, is there's, I, I, I learned this many years ago. I think there's two fears that exist in our human psychology, really, either that I'm not enough or I'm not loved. Anthony Robbins told me that many years ago. And the opposite of being not enough and not loved is to know that we're enough as human beings and we love ourselves. And if we can get up every morning and start our practice every morning by just working out what do we love about ourselves and love about life and get grateful for the day ahead, that's very important. Um, so I'd say I've answered that. I know I've talked a lot in the last three minutes, but if I was gonna summarize my answer, we need to look after ourselves first, number one. Number two is we're made up of energy, so we need to look after that energy, eat right, drink lots of water, do exercise, and make sure that we meditate and think and set ourselves up for success every day. So that's my first answer. And it, but, but just listening to you, Craig, it was a couple of things jumped up to me. Is, is one, um, you know, we talk about a, um, a more empathetic world that... Uh, We've observed maybe in the last 18 months where communities and people have been there for each other and yes. um, extraordinary efforts of people like the, N the, the NHS. But yes. what, what you're talking about there is, is just possibly being a little bit kinder to yourself as well. Yes, and, and I believe the Dalai Lama Desmond Tutu talked a lot about something called wise selfishness. 
is that in order to be kind to, to everybody else, we have to have the energy to give to other people. Mm. So I think it starts with ourselves. Mm. And then the, the other thing that, that was, uh, I was hearing was about this almost daily discipline, this, this, yeah. the same discipline you might have for, 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 for other things in your life, you know, the discipline of eating, the discipline of, um, yes. of brushing your teeth, whatever it is, building into your day, into your, into your morning, into your afternoon, into your evening something that's actually going to reset the, the the sort of kindness and positivity and and there's a few absolutely there's a few things there for me one is in all the industries that i've been lucky enough to work with this is more important in recruitment than any other industry i've ever seen in the world oh really wow yeah because recruitment is about daily practice yeah recruitment is about doing the right things over and over and over and over and over again at any level even if you're a senior headhunter or we're placing junior positions recruitment is about daily practice that's my experience mm. more than any other industry mm. um so it's more important for us um it, you know than it is you know in recruitment it's vital our daily practice um and yeah the, the we, when you look at a child, when you look at how, how our brain works um, from birth, really, about how we learn through our senses, is what I understand about neuroscience, I'm not a neuroscientist, so I don't profess to understand this intimately, but the little bit that I do understand, it's quite clear to me, is we have about 60,000 thoughts a day as, a, as an adult. Once we reach the age of about 35 years of age, 90% of those thoughts, according to neuroscientists, are very similar to those of yesterday. And they've tracked this. If you look at an fMRI scan, they can see what's going on with regards to our patterns in our brain, our chemical activity in our brain. Every time we have a thought, we create apparently a blue thin line on a scan, a neuropathway. The neurons, very clever learning cells, come and play on that thought. And the more that you have that thought, the thicker that neuropathway gets and the more these neurons, these cells attract themselves to that pathway. So when we have that thought over and over again, a hundred times a day, what they call our primary thought, either that life is great or I'm not good enough or this is terrible or life is amazing, whatever the thought is, that grows. Chemically, I'm talking about it grows and grows and grows. So I'm not talking about something that's a woo out in the ether. I'm talking about science. Mm. It's a human body and our muscles, our brain, our mind, our mind is a muscle in this way, chemically is about daily practice. If you have a thought over and over again, that thought builds. And what happens after time, you talk over a period of time, is that thought becomes a belief and then it becomes a truth. So the more from a child, the more a leader in the recruitment industry, whoever we are in the world, the more that we have the same thought, our brain starts to know that's the truth. Mm. And so what's really, we can rewire that, but what's really important is understanding that we are just conditioning. We're conditioning of our internal and external environment. So what's the point of me saying that? The point is Gordon, is that how we live every day is vitally important for the long-term. So there's a few things here, if I may. Number one is who we spend our time with is vitally important. 
because we're energy. We feed off other people's energy. So we have to hang around with the right people. That's vital. The second is what we read every day as a leader is vital because our conscious mind is the baby. Our subconscious mind is the mother. So our subconscious mind computes millions, three million apparently pieces of information a second. So the subconscious mind is, is the really important one. Even though we can um, connect more to our conscious mind of what we're seeing in the moment, when we read a book, language on a page is hypnotic and it goes straight into our hard drive. So we don't realize this, but if you as a leader are reading rubbish and reading the media all the time that is negative, that is creating a belief, a rule of what you think about the world every minute. Mm. So it's really important. We hang around with the right people. We read the right books. We read the right stuff. And, and this is impacting our beliefs. Now, um, I know I'm going on a rant, so you go, Gordon, because otherwise no, I'll just... No, 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 but I, I'm interested. So to what extent do you think that the mind is a muscle is incorporated as a uh, as, as self-awareness as training uh, within well-being programs that are everywhere uh, thankfully or that are, are more prevalent than they've ever been so the, yeah. this idea that your mind is a muscle and that therefore like any muscle you need to continually work at it in order yeah. to, to take it to this positive place that's going to be kinder to yourself and put you in a better place Yes. Is that in the organizations you're working with, the leaders that you're working with? I mean, is that core part of their well-being program or their the learning that they share across the, the teams and businesses? People know that, yes, absolutely. People are so aware now. There's so much knowledge now uh, about us looking after our minds. Um, and um we uh, let me say this about myself. I used to think that I could trick my mind. <laughs> I could think differently and then tomorrow I'll be okay or not look after myself that well, it'd be all right. But the reality is it builds just like a sports person learning their trade or an opera singer or some, a kid learning a musical instrument. Our mind is just a muscle that grows. And, and when our, they, I think, I can't remember where I heard it, but somebody used to say, you, you know, your mind is either flowering or it's full of weeds. And so how do you fertilize your mind? How do you make sure that you get more flowers in your mind and, and grow your mind in a, in a great way? And there's two ways that our mind changes apparently. One is intensity and one is trauma. So our mind is full of chemicals, chemical activity, you know, cortisone, adrenaline, dopamine, all these different chemicals impact our brain every second. And in order for us to stimulate our brain in the right way, if we want to change our beliefs or our thoughts, the way in which we do that is either unfortunately have a shock. That's why they always say, they used to say it with rugby players, when a rugby player has, you know, you know, a heart attack or whatever, and um, they're, then they're then not fit or whatever and they change their diet because they've had the heart attack mm. you know so human beings when we have a shock and we have a heart attack or something like that suddenly then we change our diet because we're sick why wait until we're sick before we change what we're doing so trauma really changes our belief systems the other one is intensity so what i mean by intensity is not just bad intensity but good intensity if you fill your heart with love the chemical activity in your brain changes. 
when you get grateful, the chemical changes. So your, your emotions affect the chemical activity in your body and therefore affect the way you think. Mm. Um, let me say one more thing is if you live a beautifully intense life where you have wonderful experiences inside yourself and meditate and be with great people and try and stimulate yourself, read good books and, and have great thoughts and listen to amazing music, chemically your brain loves that. If you have fun, your brain learns. The second thing is, there's something that's a foundation of all this, Gordon, and I'll try and be super quick with this, is I see personal development as a house. I see your intention, your guide as the chimney. I see your purpose as the second floor. I see our identity, who we are as a person as the, as the ground floor. So you've got the intention as the chimney, the purpose as the second floor, the identity as the ground floor, but the foundations of our life the most important thing that we have as human beings is our beliefs and values, which is underneath the house, holding up our whole life. And our values change as we go through life, but we often take on our parents' values or the school's values or whatever. So what's really important is to ask ourselves as leaders this question, what are my values? What's most important to me right now? How do I wanna live as a leader of recruitment business? What's really important this year, emotionally? What, what do I want the guys to feel? How do I want to live my life? Is it trust? Is it humility? Is it growth? Is it, is it honesty, integrity? Is it determination? Is it inner peace? What do I value right now? Mm. And then next to that, we have our beliefs. Beliefs are rules, they're standards. Now, the challenge that a lot of people have had in their lives, I believe, <laughs> is that our values change, but our beliefs have stayed since childhood. So there's a disconnect between what we value and how we're living. We value health. So health's a great example. Health is a value, right? The challenge is people want to be healthy, but we've got some rules or beliefs or standards that are, don't bring us up to the level of health that we want to be at. Mm. So what's really important? So what's the point of me saying this? The point is this, that... We need to look at what our standards and our rules are, our beliefs, what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about our lives. Mm. Okay, what are our rules and standards? The first rule of leadership is raise our standards. I know that's obvious, but if you look at the Marines, the reason why the Marines are the best there is, is because they're standards. Look at the NHS over the last 18 months. The reason why the NHS have been phenomenal is because they're standards of how they want to serve. So, Rule number one in my beliefs and my rules, I have to raise my standards. I have to have better rules, better beliefs about myself and other people. So here's what we mustn't do. I'll say one more thing, because I know I'm speaking so much. No, I love it. Um, there's one thing that kills leadership, I believe, and that's judgment. When we judge other people and judge ourselves, judgment destroys leadership. So if we sit there and say, this person's rubbish, or why did they do this to me? Or I hate them, or, or this person's no good, and you know they're destroying everything, and why is the weather so rubbish? And judgment kills leadership. Mm. So it, our, our bodies have a mixture between acid and alkaline. You remember litmus paper at school. So... Mm -hmm. Zero is acid and 14 is pure alkaline. Our body at a pH temperature is 7.36. So we're slightly alkalinic. We're living an acid lifestyle inside our bodies, a lot of us. 
So everything, not everything, that's not true. A lot of things outside of ourselves are acid right now. So we're bringing acid into our bodies, thoughts, judgments, alcohol, whatever it is, we're bringing some acid into our system, car fumes, and we can't help some of that acid, but we need a balance. Now we need to alkalize our system. Thoughts, toxic thoughts can be acid. They know this chemically. Mm. So if we judge people, that's pure acid. We're just destroying ourselves. Mm. Now, it's interesting. I've just, um, I've just finished a six week program with a guy called Shirzad Shamin from Stanford University, who, yes. who uh, talks about PQ, positive intelligence. And right. he talks about these 10 saboteurs that we all have. Right. Uh, some of us got different ones. The one that we've all got is the judge. And that is right. the, the most brutal and evil of saboteurs. So yeah, totally confirming, confirming yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what you're saying. And, and, and it's absolutely fascinating. The other thing you were talking about was the, um, those thing about standards and values underpinning the house that you talked yes. about. A lot of those will have changed in the last 18 months for people. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of life, life-changing decisions that people are making to readjust basically because different things are feeling more important to people at the moment absolutely but that's from a you know if you're running a business two years ago you're running the same business now it's just been a really turbulent time um actually stopping and giving yourself the time to think about my standards my values what matters to me is a really important exercise yes it's i think it's a vital exercise i think our beliefs and what what we what life means to us shapes pretty much everything mm. um you know so we've talked a lot and it's very important that we continue to do so we talked a lot about purpose over the last five years mm. we talked about intentions we've talked a lot about our skills and behaviors i think people have talked less about our belief systems and that's because i feel that until very recently i'll speak for myself i used to think when i was growing up that my beliefs are just my beliefs. Mm. My, I just believe that the world is round. People have told me, okay, but it's just not true. We all have very different beliefs and very different qualities of beliefs. So it's really super important for us to work out what are our core values right now after this pandemic? What's most important to me in my life? And then what are the rules I'm going to live based on those values? So it's really important if health is really important to me how am i being healthy if trust here's here's a great analogy gordon actually until uh, i think my mum passed away when i was 18 years of age unfortunately and mum was just an inspiration for me as is my dad and i think after mum died i took on my dad's values i didn't realize this at the time but until i was about 29 30 and i really looked at this stuff i was living because i wanted dad to be proud of me which is a classic youngster but the reality is i think i was taking on dad's values and other people's values and i wasn't very congru congruent in mm. my early mid 20s about how i was looking after myself until i realized that values start with myself i must live my own values for myself so in other words if trust is important to me do i trust myself if integrity is important to me am i being integral to myself if um, trust is important to me do i trust myself if health is important to me, am I being healthy? Mm. Not values, we were taught at school that values are for other people. 
tell the truth to other people, be nice to other people, which is true, mm. not nearly as true as it is that we need to start with ourselves. Mm. So I think people need to look at their core values as a leader and say, what's most important to me? And am I living that for myself? The, the, the second, get, yeah, and, and get that right. Then presumably you're kind to you and you judge yourself less. And yes, you're yeah. more positively there. Exactly right. And people are very clever. People are exceptionally clever at reading our energy. We can, it's very difficult to fake this stuff. So in other words, if, if you've got a team of headhunters in your business that, um, you know, that are working hard and what have you, and the boss is living their values. I don't actually, I don't like the term boss anymore, but, um, but people in the business are living, living their values. The guys who are, who are working in the business can feel this within seconds. It doesn't take them minutes. They know whether somebody's feeling values driven and living their own beliefs or, we know this stuff. So, so it's really important that we look at our own values and say, what are the rules? And these rules don't have to be stressful. They can be beautiful. They're like, I'm gonna give myself more time. My belief and my standard is I have half an hour to go for a run every day. That's that, that rules don't have to be tough. They can be lovely. I'm going to listen to my favorite music. That's a belief. That's a rule. The um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. If you if you were to you know we're coming to, we're we're in the middle of the summer. I'm really hoping that people who are listening to this have had the opportunity to have a break over the summer because we all, we all need a little bit of a recharge. But let's say we're heading in we're heading into September, October, and and beyond uh, the, the darker days. And uh, you know if 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 you, if you were to sort of uh, uh, to, to had, had an audience of, of our CEOs or our members in, in front of you and say, guys, whatever you do, I just check in with yourself and, 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 and try and cr create this reflection or these habits. What, what would be the sort of top, top three or four things that you'd be saying, right? Wh whatever you do is you do a bit of a reset for the next six to nine months. What should I be doing? Number one is uh, look at my peer group. Am I spending my life with the right people? Okay, got that. That, that's number one. Number two is, how am I looking after myself from a health perspective? Yeah. So hang on with the right perspective. Am I being healthy? The third thing is, what are my thoughts on a daily basis? What's the quality of my thinking? What are the qualities, the questions that I'm asking myself? That's the third thing. Am I asking myself great questions? So uh, when I get a thought, Am I over and over again? I need to learn. This is training to say, how am, how's my brain doing? Mm. What's that thought like? Is that helping me? Is that rubbish? Is that the standard that I want for my brain? Mm. Literally say that. Is that the standard I want for my own brain? Talk to your mind and say, that's egoic, Craig. That's not necessary. That's arrogant. That's not a standard. Not all the time. You drive yourself mad, but. The third thing is make sure your thoughts are in a good place. And if not, the, the fourth thing actually is to have for us to have the courage to share with other people. So number one is hang around with the right people. That's really important. Number two is health. Make sure that we're healthy. Number three is check in with your mind and make sure the quality of your thoughts and your questions stays at a high level. Mm. And um, I, I'd say, you know, reading is primal 
I mean, it's really important that we continue learning the right stuff. Those are the three or four things. Love it, love it. And, and, and in terms of uh, who's inspiring you, Craig? Oh, you? yeah, loads of, uh, loads of stuff at the moment. I've, the, the most amazing book that I've read during the pandemic is a book by David Kikandi, G.I. Kikandi, called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. And it's not about money. He mentioned money in the book, but it's changed my life. You know, people say, oh, it's changed my life. But there's a few books I'll mention to you that are transformational for me. And one, this one uh, during the pandemic has been amazing. It's reminded me of my abundance and my wealth and my joy, he talks about. But this book is based on uh, quantum physics at a basic, for me, basic, basic level to try and get me to understand quantum physics. But the principles in the book is life is meant to be abundant, even though it's very difficult life sometimes, it's meant to be abundant. So David Gikandi, Happy Pocket Full of Money. I always love this book, Courage by Osho, which is has a spiritual orientation, but very, very powerful. And the third book that still is just changed my way of thinking entirely is, um, uh, unfortunately, it's quite a deep book. It's a man's search for meaning. The reason why I say unfortunately is it's, the chap's passed away, but um, is a man's search for meaning, um, which, which is um, a, a depiction of the, the Holocaust. And then the second part of the book is um, logotherapy. Um, I'm just trying to think of um, Jack Canfield's success principles has always been for recruitment, I think that's a fantastic book. Mm. Um, Jack Canfield, The Success Principles, because it, it's every single page, Jack gives you a tip. He gives you a way to think and grow rich, Napoleon Hill, there's so many. And I've reread a lot of these books recently. So there you go. I don't know if that's too much or too little. <laughs> that's Phil Michelle. Um, yeah, that's actually brilliant. And people who, um, if people wanted to reach out to you, uh, whether it's for one-to-one -one coaching yeah. or team leadership team yeah. development or speaking gigs they yeah. can just uh, grab you on linkedin yeah, yeah. craiggoldblatt.com is the best place to find me if it's okay just send me an email my email address is craig at craiggoldblatt.com so the website's craiggoldblatt.com and the email is craig at craiggoldblatt.com no, I love it. I love it. And, and and I'm really glad you're able to join us, Craig, because I'm, I'm ahead of this tsunami of uh, uh, of uh, mental health issues that I'm told is, is coming away as a result of as a legacy of the last 18 months. I think if, if as business leaders, we can stop and look after ourselves and get yeah. ourselves into the very best possible place, then we can uh, we can we can uh, do the same for our team and those yeah. around us. So um Absolutely loved it. Thank you for joining us and uh, really appreciate it and uh, love, love your Mexico trip. So we'll, uh, we'll see you again soon. Have a great Thank week. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, Gordon. Bye.